Hello and welcome to episode 21 of When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja, and this week I was lucky enough to interview Neve Warren, who was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome at 16 years of age and underwent surgery to have a large cyst removed from her ovary. Neve had been vegetarian since the age of 14, but this had made very little improvement to her condition. However, at 18 years of age, Neve made the switch to a whole food vegan diet and noticed significant improvements in the first week. This interview is her story, but it rapidly turned into a chat between the two of us (laughs) about all things veganism. So enjoy the show. Hello, Neve. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I've given you a little bit of an introduction already, but if you would like to introduce yourself and let us know all about your story, that would be so awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you for having me. So my name is Neve. I'm 19 years old and I live in Melbourne. I've been vegan for two years now and I was vegetarian for just over three years before that. When I was 16, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, otherwise known as PCOS. And yes, they just found a whole bunch of cysts on my ovaries and I was pretty much just told that I was going to have to my whole life with it and just deal with all the other implications that come with it. So I was pretty like, it was, it was not nice yeah, that I'd have to live with that. But um, just recently I was told that I had beaten it through veganism. And so that was amazing. Wow. So what was your life like when you were 16? Like when you were first diagnosed? Like what were your, just to go right into the nitty gritty of like your cycle, but like what, what, what did PCOS, how, how did that affect your life? Well, I didn't have too many symptoms at first. I just had, you know, irregular periods and I've always had difficulty losing weight. I've always been on the bigger side all my life, found it really hard to lose weight. And, um, yeah, just that really took a toll on me, the weight issue, and I just had a terrible relationship with food and then finding out I had PCOS it was kind of a relief in a way that I knew that why I couldn't shift the weight but it wasn't in terms of how it could affect my fertility when I was older I was pretty scared about all of that and all the other implications that come with it when they first found out I had to have a surgery to get one removed because it was so big 16 I was like pretty a bit full on it all happened so yeah, but after that, I mean, they just told me that I was just going to have to live with it and then maybe sometimes get an operation if one got too big or, yeah, so it was a bit, bit full on for thing. Wow, and so how did you, I, I, you didn't adopt veganism to address your PCOS, you just naturally progressed there from vegetarianism, is that right? So um, I'm a vegetarian when I was 14 and then I knew I, knew I wanted to be vegan eventually. Just mum, mum made me promise to wait until I was 18. So on my 18th birthday I went vegan and immediately like after that I went vegan, I felt the effects literally that week. My skin was so much better, so much more energy, and I just felt like a lot lighter and, like, just felt so much better. And then eventually 
all the weight started shifting off. I lost 12 kilos and just everything was falling into place. I was sleeping better, just, yeah, everything. And then I, yeah, I beat the PCOS. Yay. And so how did they find out? Like what, what do they, what does beating the PCOS look like? So I went and got another ultrasound recently and this is my first ultrasound since going vegan. And my last one, there were over 25 cysts on my ovaries. And when, and when was that? So I got my my latest ultrasound was just two weeks ago. My mum prior to that was before going vegan two years before and that's when I had all the cysts on my ovaries. And the doctor said that I no longer have any cysts and that I do not have PCOS anymore. <gasps> That is amazing. And so two years ago you had 26 cysts. Yeah, over 25. There was some big ones, lots of small ones. They just said over 25. They couldn't count them all. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, so the doctor said as long as I keep up this lifestyle, being vegan and, you know, sleeping well, just being healthy all around, that PCOS will... So, yeah. Can I ask you, so what was your diet like before you went vegan? So I, as I was saying before, I had quite a bad relationship with food. Even vegetarian, it was all right, but I still just wasn't eating. I wasn't eating proper food. I was eating a lot of processed food and I was snacking a lot and just felt really bloated and gross all the time. And then when I switched to veganism, it took me a while to learn more about like how they actually all the right foods make sure I'm getting all my nutrients and everything but when I did like I just felt so much better like eating whole foods and steering clear of the highly processed and fried foods that just made me feel gross really does make me feel like a hundred times better. So you were talking about so I think it's that you mentioned it when we were doing the pre-interview discussion you mentioned about how it's changed your relationship with food and I think that a lot of women who and a lot of people who are listening I think our society is designed around food addiction and creating these food addictions and compulsive eating and snacking and um, processed foods like you were talking about and I think a lot of people would actually benefit from hearing about how adopting this way of eating has helped you to overcome this or to you know, come to a point where you have a healthier relationship with food. So please share. I'd love to hear more. So obviously, like any other young girl, during high school, you know, constantly compared to all these, you know, skinny, stick thin models, constant pressure of social media to look a certain way. It really got to me and I, ended, I found myself in a binge and restrict cycle with food and it really was just so negative on my mental health both like physical and mental health and there was just a lot of guilt and self-hate involved and the yo-yo dieting was really bad for my metabolism and I just found myself putting on more weight and becoming you know less happy and then when I became vegan it was just like everything straight away that guilt immediately went away and I think it was because I knew that everything that I was putting into my mouth, my body, was good, nourishing food. Obviously, there's some vegan, you know, treats like Oreos that, you know, you know, I have some of them here and there, but, like, the majority of the food you're eating is really good food and you just feel so much better. And so that entire guilt 
associated with what I was eating completely disappeared. Wow. And how long did you start before you started to notice a difference in that? Because a lot of people would say that they'd probably just switch to vegan and start eating Oreos, Doritos, and what else is there? There's tons of things that are like, you know, Coke. (laughs) No, literally that week that I turned vegan, I could just tell straight away in my mindset and how I viewed food and how just that guilt completely within days, like I felt it just go away. And I've not not once since then have felt that same guilt that I used to have with food or constant pressure on myself to eat or not eat, skip meals. Like that was just so unhealthy and now I just really have a balanced diet and it's just great. Some people who are listening might think it seems like very like amazing that in one week you could undo years of binge and yo-yo dieting just by adopting a vegan diet alone. What kind of information re- – I, I, it seems to me like there's lots of research and education that you were doing for yourself prior to adopting a vegan diet to prepare yourself. Was that true? Did you do lots of work? Because it seems like a big jump. Does that make sense? Yeah, I did lots of I followed, like, jumped onto um, Vegan Girls Melbourne on Facebook, which you know, really transitioned from vegetarian to vegan and really just made me made it seem less scary and really achievable, which it completely is. It's not a, not a problem at all. It's so easy. And that really helped me, you know, make the, take the leap. So getting support really helped you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing research on what meals I could have. I found that I can pretty much just have the exact same meals. You just find little ways to make it vegan, you know, lots of nutritional yeast. (laughs) (laughs) It is good. It is good. I live off that stuff. So when you were switching from eggs and dairy, were there any things that you had, like you craved initially when you were missing that eggs and dairy? Always, always, always. Vegan, I mean, vegan, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is what you miss? Just cheese. Mac and cheese is what I miss. And tonight, funnily enough, I had vegan mac and cheese. So I worked out how to make a new version and so delicious. Did you make it with the potato and the carrot and the nutritional yeast, that version? I have made it that way before time I just made like a bechamel sauce oh yeah it. nice it's so good, <laughs> it's so good when you, once you realize that you can pretty much have all the old foods that you used to have just a vegan version exactly yeah so easy yeah oh that's great it's fun. I've become a lot more interested in cooking and what I'm doing and I'm now I'm starting to become a dietitian hopefully you know open my own plant-based practice one day Oh, that is so good. So that's your what you're studying now? Yeah. Oh, that is so good. We need more vegan dietitians in the world. I'm hoping there's a market's just growing, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of work by the time I graduate. How did you discover like the more whole food, plant-based way of eating vegan? Because I think lots of people transition over, as we said, to just Oreos and eating normal but vegan, more vegan junk food. How did you discover the whole food, more whole food, plant-based way of eating? I started following a few people on Instagram. Someone I find really amazing. Her name is Sammy Bloom on Instagram and she just makes the most amazing, like nourishing whole food meals and they're so, like, they're so delicious. Was that Sally Bloom or Sammy Bloom? Sammy, Sammy Bloom. I have to check her out. I've never heard of her. Sorry, Sammy. I will check you out and go trawling through your food porn. (laughs) 
so yummy. Oh, delicious. So yeah, I just started following, you know, more and more people on Instagram and seeing how they were cooking and just I think as I ate more and more whole foods, I just saw the difference in my energy levels and how I felt and I didn't feel sluggish anymore. So, like, that's just what I chose to stick with because I know that's my best self when I eat that diet. Mm, Definitely me too. Me too. Cutting back to your yo-yo dieting, what would be some tips and strategies you would have for someone who is also feeling a bit overwhelmed with snacking, night snacking, binge eating, fasting, that kind of restricting themselves? What would be some advice you would have for those people who are listening who are like, oh my gosh, yeah, it sounds like it was easy for her, but for me it's impossible. I've been doing this for 30-something years and I don't know how I'm ever going to overcome it. What would be some suggestions you might have for those people? My number one suggestion would be to just start listening to your body. Start listening to like when you're hungry, that's your body telling you you need to eat and take note of which foods make you feel good and which ones don't. Just listen to your body and really follow it and because it's going to tell you what you want to put into it and what's going to make you yourself. Just you know, just eating eating good food, you're not going to have that guilt. Like just start really having proper meals and stop blaming yourself when you do slip up because you're allowed to have a treat every so often. It's not going to kill you. And if the majority of the diet is really healthy, then it's not going to make a difference to your health at all. So stop beating yourself up because you're allowed to treat yourself. Yes. Yes. They're both good tips. I think they're really good tips because I think that a lot of people think that this is a very, very restrictive way of eating. And I think that once you start eating this way and you start nourishing your body, the cravings change. What I used to crave and what I crave now are so different and you start to tune in to your cravings. So, an example would be for me, when I was pregnant with my first son, I craved everything brown. I used to say that all I crave was brown food, so baked potatoes, Oreos. I wasn't vegan then, so I had anything brown like meat, cheese, cake, whatever. And I ate all of those things, so high fat, high salt, high sugar, that's what I craved, carbohydrates, rubbish carbohydrates. And anyway, when I was pregnant the second time and I was vegan, I got pregnant and the first week I thought, oh my gosh, I really, I was very, you know, I was vegan then and I wasn't going to eat animal products, but I wanted that junk food again that I'd previously eaten. And so I went to the shops and I bought some Nana's apple pies and, um, raspberry shortbread biscuits. I think I may have said this story before in an interview, but I ate five biscuits in the car park and I was like five weeks pregnant. And I was like, Corinne, your baby does not want Nana's apple pies and strawberry, raspberry shortbread biscuits, whatever they, whatever they are. And I was like, what, what does your body actually telling you? Like they're talking about that listening in. And I was just tuning into my body and I was like, I want sugar and I want fat, and I want carbs, obviously. So I just went home. I put the packet in the bin at the Safeway. <laughs> it was Woolworths, whatever it's called. Wow, I know. I think I did eat the I did. I did take the Nana's apple pies home. I'm not like a saint. <laughs> but I, 
But I got home and from that rest of the pregnancy, when I wanted sugar and fat, I had like a date with almond butter or peanut butter or something. And if I wanted salt and fat, I had avocado on oat bread. And funnily enough, I felt amazing. <laughs> and I didn't gain hardly anywhere. Near, well, I gained like less than 10 kilos less than what I gained the first pregnancy. And I felt really good. So it's just yeah, our bodies aren't no, no one's biologically designed to want to eat Oreos and apple pies from Safeway when they're pregnant. Like, no baby needs to not be nourished on that type of refined food. So, but like you say, if you eat it every now and again, like it's not going to kill you. But if you're eating it as your first stop, that's when it's can it can get a little out of hand. <laughs> options before that that you can, like, a lot of healthier alternatives to it. We've talked about binge eating tips, and I just wanted to talk about, because you did go vegeta- vegetarian, um, was that uh, for the animals? Is that what made you want to go vegetarian when you were 14? Yeah, I watched a documentary, and then I just made the connection between what was on my plate and an innocent being, you know, as many of us do eventually. And, yeah, I, was, I just went, I remember going home to mum that night just crying, and I was like, there's no way I'm eating meat again. Like I was like, absolutely no way. So that was But then it started with animals and yeah, now it's very much also about just my health. It just I was just it just makes such a difference. Yeah. Because I know a lot of women who are living with with PCOS and it's a debilitating just just a lifelong issue I guess until menopause I actually hadn't thought about how long you live with it because I don't know if it continues after menopause but it just sounds so awful to be in pain and carrying extra weight and having irregular periods and facial hair and all those different symptoms that come with having polycystic ovarian syndrome and infertility like it doesn't seem great and so I've had you're now my second person on the show who who has adopted this way of eating and had a radical recovery from this illness. So it's really wonderful to hear and I hope that women are listening are really inspired by the fact that you've had such a great success in such a short time as well. So lucky that like, I have like, had this experience so young and before I've tried having children and all of that stuff, I'm so glad I like hit, hit it on the head and just got it sorted out early on. So what would be your advice to someone who has PCOS? I would definitely say put your health first and really focus on finding a diet that really suits your body and yourself, which, I mean, a whole food vegan diet really does help you thrive. Like your health just is amazing when you're on that. But really start listening to your body give it the food it needs and exercise, sleep well, everything, you know, meditate, just make sure your health is coming first so that your body can follow and reward you for it all. Oh, gosh, I wish I was 19 meditating, exercise and listening to my body sleeping well and eating a whole food vegan diet. Oh, my God. If I could turn back time. (laughs) I was just smoking and drinking cans of V and... (laughs) I mean, I drink here and there, but, you know, that's not going to kill you. Oh, no, I just meant just total junk food is what I was eating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and not sleeping and doing shift work and just, yes. Oh, yeah. I was Always the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So last question, what your three biggest tips for people to adopt this lifestyle? Because this lifestyle can be quite daunting for people who are listening and they're thinking, oh, you know, it's too much money or it's too much time or it's too confusing or it's too restrictive or whatever. If you have three tips to think that would make it easier for people to adopt and commit to this lifestyle, what do you think that would be? So number one would be if there's any foods that are really holding you back from going vegan, search up the vegan version of the recipe so you know that you're not going to miss out on it. There will always be an alternative to your favourite food. Always, always. So that'll seem less restricting. Second of all, really start following heaps of people on Instagram, on social media who are vegan and who have that lifestyle. Just see what they're eating, you know, take notes of recipes and just see, like, how healthy and happy they look. Third one would be, like, there's so many reasons that people turn vegan, whether that be health, the environment or animals. But everyone who has gone vegan will say it is one of not the best thing they've ever done in their life. So you like, will never turn back and it will be one of the best things you've done in your life. That's definitely been true for me. Um, a definite long lifelong convert. Um, one thing I was going to add to that is people might say, because I have, there is actually a, like a 69% rate. I think it's, I don't know the exact rate, but I know it's quite a high People often talk about the high rate of people who try veganism and then go back, they break veganism. And because they don't feel good, they might lose their hair, they might feel tired or weak or anemic, those types of things. And to those people, I always say, first stop should be really getting your bloods checked and finding a doctor or a dietitian who is vegan who can really help you to figure out where you're not getting enough of one of the nutrients that you need to thrive or a vitamin that you need to thrive, working with them to and doing research, maybe looking at your diet and really working on, are you having too much oils? Are you having too little iron? Are you ha- not having vitamin C to absorb that iron? Are you not having enough healthy fats or you're having too much fats or those types of things. And you just keep tweaking until you find the right mix for you. Because we do all tend to like maybe perhaps need a little bit more fat or a little bit more protein and just work it out so it works for you. Because it works for majority of people, but it can be tricky if you go vegan and you're not focusing on how you're going, making sure that you're accessing and educating yourself on the nutrients and vitamins that you need to thrive. I think a lot of people go vegan and just go, yes, I'm vegan for the animals or I'm vegan for the environment or I'm vegan because it... They really do it without research and then, you know, they're not eating what they need. They're not getting all the nutrients they need. They really need research before they really... Dr. Gregor's How Not to Die and the Daily Dozen app is a really good place to start if you are wanting to try this diet out because he talks about just the daily if you eat these 12 foods every day and the quantities that he recommends you should be sweet and everything should be great but if you really need to if you're really worried or you've got an adolescent teenager who wants to like neve to try out this way of living and you're nervous for them the app chronometer and there's other apps like it where you can plug in everything that they eat for the day and drink for the day and find out exactly 
what they're getting as far as B12, folate, iron, potassium, magnesium, all those things. And it gives you a really great picture to say, okay, they've got everything they need need for the day, or perhaps we need to tweak it and add in a bit more chia seeds or flax seeds or those types of things to get more omega-3, or perhaps we need to have more chickpeas and hummus to get some more iron. You know, it's just about do get it, preparing yourself and planning and educating yourself on how to really make it work so that you do thrive. And if you are losing your hair or doing those things, like find a good vegan-friendly doctor or naturopath or dietitian who can help you work through those issues. And most of the time, people who do access those people, they end up may maintain it and improve their health and start feeling great. 100%. Yeah. Sorry, that's a bit of a rant, but I was just thinking what you're saying and I was thinking, yeah, some people say, oh, you know, it didn't work well for me. And and I think that it can be often just an issue of they need to do some tweaking. Yeah, exactly. Different for everyone. Everyone's got it. And I think that when you come from like a high meat, egg, dairy diet, often your gut microbiome needs a lot of repairing and so we, oh, yeah. so often what we think is our body failing on a vegan diet, it's actually just it's detoxing and trying to get realigned and rebalanced with all the extra added fiber that it's consuming. A lot, a lot of people, in the first two weeks, their body's got a bit AY, like just all over the place because it's just in shock. But then it's just, you know, so used to having this meat and dairy that it doesn't know what to do. But after the two weeks, they're they can start seeing the change straight away. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your experience with a whole food plant-based diet and how it's it's impacted upon your life and your health and helped you come from over 25 cysts on your ovaries to zero zip nada, which is just amazing because lots of people think that's that's just their lifelong lot now when they have PCOS. So you're proof that that doesn't have to be that way. Like it might not work for everyone, but it's worked for you and it's worked for a few other people that I've met. So why not give it a try? Thank you so much for having me. That was episode 21. Thank you, Neve, so much for taking the time to speak with me. And thank you all for listening. If you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. I put out new episodes every Sunday slash Monday, except for this week, which was late because of some tech difficulties. If you could leave a rating, five star, please, that would be amazing. <laughs> and a, a review would be so much appreciated. And it just helps get this get this podcast out to anyone who might benefit from the stories and information provided in the podcast so far and forever until I run out of people to interview. <laughs> If you know anyone, send them through to my podcast. Get them to message me. Leave a, leave a review saying, hi, I have a story to share, and I'd love to put them on the show. Okay, thank you so much for your support. See you next week.